Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. I'm getting awesome. You're getting awesome. We're getting awesome. Yeah, that's what I said now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the awesome cast. We're back again this week. We have, look, the logo's on the other side now. Look, that means we did something different. Um, and you'll know some other differences. We're, we are on a new system. We, we, we did a crash course and started with wire class, wire cast last week. Uh, I've watched a few tutorials. We're gonna, we're gonna try some new stuff this week. So bear with us as we, as we learn things and I learn all the new bu- buttons and knobs and whistles and everything. But with me as usual is my trusty co-host, Rob De La Creta. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, honestly, my, my main gripe of the day is the fact that I wake up and it's dark and then I work in a building with no windows all day. And then, uh, when I leave that building, it's dark outside. So if if anybody has any vitamin D they want to send me, that would be swell. Uh, how are you recovering from the turkey day there? I, you, you, I saw you were experimenting uh, with some cooking. Oh yeah, actually, uh, that is <laughs> well. I made I made an amazing turkey. You know, not to toot my own horn, but uh, it was it was kind of amazing. Uh, first time making a turkey. First time making stuffing. Um, first time making gravy, which was not difficult. If you think gravy is difficult, you're wrong. I'm sorry. It's easy. <laughs> um, was it lumpy? Uh, no, it was not. I, I actually, I will, I will admit that I, uh, I reduced it a little too much. So when it got cold, it got kind of like real thick, but otherwise super easy. Um, I also, for the last week or so, I've been making pies, my first pies ever, uh, somewhat courtesy of our, of our guest because, uh, he had posted a recipe on Twitter, and I got this bright idea to make some pies out of the pumpkin I had sitting around. And uh, today I finished my fourth pumpkin pie because a jack-o'-lantern makes like seven pies. So Wow. Yeah, I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> here's, <laughs> Let me a, tell you. Here's, here's a pic of your, the, your golden juicy uh, turkey I found on here. Oh, yeah. yeah, bragging rights done in three hours, 15-pound turkey. What's up? Some, there's some uh, there's some Thanksgiving Day turk. I'm sorry, street cred there. Turkey cred, sure. Uh, <laughs> and then also joining us, there's a new face behind me. Sam Wilson joins us from. Oh, which state are you from again? It's a state called Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky. Yes. We so we yes. do have internet in Kentucky. <laughs> yes, we, do. we have internet as long as we uh, feed the mule uh, two pounds of oats every hour. Oh. He can move his little uh, mule legs and, and provide us enough bandwidth to do cool things like this. It's very exciting. Thank you for having me on the show. It's very cool. No problem. And, of course, uh, you're representing uh, StoryPixel.com, where a lot of your work is. Uh, please uh, you know, l- let the audience know. Uh, uh, whoa, crunch. Uh, Sorry, dropped Microsoft's headset thing. <laughs> Everything just fell. <laughs> so tell Sam, Sam, what do you, what do, you do out there in uh, Kentucky? Well, um, I do design, uh, web design, but I don't do a lot of it here. There's, um, I guess when I first started in 2005, I did a lot of, uh, actually, uh, flash 
Flashwork. I, I started my independent business um, in 2005. I've been working with web stuff since uh, 2000. Um, got started in Flash and continued that. Uh, worked with Estee Lauder and, and uh, Clinique and blah, 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 and did a lot of Flash for those guys. And um, I got really tired of Flash. So um, earlier this year, I had been, for a few years now, I've been doing front end uh, stuff, web standards. I really like that whole vector. And that's what I've been interested in the last couple of years. And that's where my interests uh, lie. Uh, standard, standards-based design, usability, um, you know, everything that flashes. And I'm going to get some sort of hateful, e uh, you know, I may get a hateful email or two because I actually did run the Flash Club here for a couple of years. So. That's okay. We know a few people that are members of the, uh, the, the uh, what, what do they call it here, Flat, Flash Pit or something? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a user group around here. What is it called? You should be ashamed I, of yourself. For pug or something? I I, <laughs> I can't remember it. It's been a while since I looked into them. So it's Flash Pit. It's kind of a big deal. Well, Flash Pit's the big event they put on, but uh, I think right, there's right. a group as well. Yeah. So yeah. You know, not a stranger to to it. Um, I like to qualify what I said about Flash. Um, Flash itself is 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 fine. It's just here locally. Um, it's very hard to find clientele to use uh, Flash with in, in the appropriate way. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just um, more of a business uh, strategic. Um, there's there's no bad technology. So I just want to clarify. I have nothing against Flash. It's just that I no longer work in it. So. Mm. Flash Pit, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Pro flash. Uh, now I understand uh, your. I don't want to become a. Wait, wait. What you, what you got? Hold that up again. This is um, a pixel workers. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I actually, I wore mine yesterday. Hold on. Oh, what, where's Rob? Rob's walking away. Rob's going to get dirty laundry. <laughs> that room's a lot bigger than it looks on camera. Apparently. You got a headphone in here. This is uh, the pixel workers. You know, pixel workers represent. Sure. Represent built with genuine Pittsburgh pride. Yeah. So fill people fill people in. Uh, you're showing off the T-shirts here. Um, so so <laughs> what is Pixel Workers for the people the uninitiated? Initiated. Uh, Pixel Workers was uh, started by a friend of mine, uh, Jay Finelli. Uh, he runs a company called uh, Full Stop Interactive. They're a uh, interactive design company here in Pittsburgh, and it's uh, it's basically like there's a lot of uh, groups dedicated to um you know there's like your uh, your craftsman's guilds things like that uh stuff dedicated to people who are very talented in their field and he uh, as a uh, designer wanted to develop something where you could uh you know join up and, and be proud of producing really high quality design work so um if you are a pixel worker a pusher of pixels <laughs> uh, then uh you represent and uh he's trying to it's uh, it's spreading pretty pretty virally, virulently, virulently. Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> um, mind the fuzz. We're apparently having some uh, connection issues with Rob over there. Um, but yeah, I was putting the site up, and and, and it's not just Pittsburgh represented. There's a little bit of Seattle there. There's a Chicago. Uh, yeah. There's a there's some uh, uh, San Francisco. So so all the all the big uh, hubs uh, represented. So yeah. Um, yeah, so go check that out. It's uh, unitedpixelworkers.com if you're interested in that. So, 
Well, with that, uh, well, we, well, we were starting to talk about. So, so you're uh, you're looking to move out here uh, locally into Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, so in June 2011, um, I will be moving uh, into Pittsburgh with my wife and um, our now 14 month old. Um, we chose Pittsburgh uh, for two reasons. Uh, first reason is. It's awesome, and it's the perfect size <laughs> city. And I'm not just <laughs> – this is not – it's it's just really exciting city, and uh, it's, not, it's, it's not enormous, and it's not tiny. It's just a, like where we want to be. And also, um, her parents live within a few hours, so um, that's going to be useful to, uh, to us as our son grows. But, yeah, we're really excited looking at the Lawrenceville area, uh, looking for um, – you know, homes in, in the Lawrenceville area. Very excited. Rob actually is, has been more than helpful and, uh, in this sort of making this transition. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited, really excited about moving to Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Excellent. Now, um, I, I was looking into your stuff. Uh, what is this, uh, help me if I'm mispronouncing epicalism. So Epic small is a, yeah. Um, Epic small is a concept. Um, it's this concept of doing something creative on a very small scale to jumpstart um, your creativity on whatever scale. It, uh, for example, a lot of uh, it, it, it was it came out of a unconference that I spoke at. Um, an unconference would be for those who aren't familiar. It's just essentially a format that allows anyone in the audience to um, lead a discussion as well as participate in a discussion. And so I decided to lead a discussion on, um, this idea of doing something small and focused, uh, because as we were going around the room and people were announcing their, their topics, uh, I noticed a trend of, you know, we need a better art scene and we need a, um, you know, a, a new bike lane and we needed all these things. And the thing that I really realized about all these goals, um, they were all noble, but they required more than one person to actualize. And so I started thinking sort of in the different, in the opposite vector is like, what can you do that's small, but also epic. And, uh, I just stood up and said, I want to give a discussion about doing small creative things. And, um, we're going to call this epic small. So that, that's the beginning of it. Um, that talk went really well. Um, someone, I wasn't, I had no ambitions about this, but someone started a Facebook group and they got a few hundred people. Um, just, I don't know, I guess it, 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 it sort of rang a bell. Um, and then after that, I decided that we needed a way to track it. So I did epic, um, epicsmall.com. And, uh, it just was a way for people to sort of post something that they want to do. Like, um, this week I'm going to draw something on a napkin for one minute and then take a photo and share it. And, uh, the tenets of Epic small is, uh, are you do something, you share it and you do, um, you do something within a week and you share it and it needs to be creative. And it's a really simple, it's a really simple philosophy. And I feel like that's the sort of sort of sums up the way that I like to live my life is do something small and, you know, do the next thing. And these are small things that you can do. Um, uh, and, and also one confusion about Epic Small is like, oh, you should never do anything large. 
but that's not that's not at all it. It's just don't forget to stop and do the small things. You know, just creative, silly things that we used to do as a kid a day. Um, so that's that. There you go. Excellent. Go check that out. EpicSmall.com. We're throwing, showing a few uh, pics while we're talking about it there. Um, excellent. Well, let's get right into the news here. Uh, thanks for joining us, Sam. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the first thing, uh, Rob, Rob actually reminded me of this right before the show. Uh, your DNS may be seized from you. Uh, Rob, <laughs> what, what's going on with this? Uh, that is certainly one way to put it. Um, so... Uh, basically, a uh, piracy domain seizure bill uh, has gained a whole lot of support, um, obviously, by the RIA, the MP, AA, hmm. um, companies like Viacom and and all the big uh, media producers. And so on uh, Cyber Monday, ironically enough, pardon me while I click through some links here, um, yeah, the authorities cracked down. The ICE, ironically enough, the Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, uh, part of the U.S. government shut down 82 uh, sites believed to be involved in piracy. So it's basically, if you operate a um, a website that is involved with piracy, um, like a like a pirate bay or anything like that, uh, they are taking it into their own hands to jump into the, uh, the DNS, the dynamic name servers, and um, and just uh, making it so nobody can access your website via your domain. Um, to kind of spell it out for our listeners who might, our listeners and viewers, uh, who might not understand uh, the the inner workings of the internet. Basically, every uh, every computer on the internet has an IP address, just like your house has a home address. It's how we know how to access each other on the internet. Um, so whenever you go to a website, you don't type in a set of numbers, which would be an IP address. Uh, you type in a name that's easier to remember, and that's all connected to uh, what's called a DNS. Uh, the dynamic name server, and that is basically a registry that's spread out over hundreds of thousands of computers across the world, all operated um, by separate corporations, but they are all fed by one very large registry, uh, which is operated by the ICANN, I believe. And uh, so basically, there is a one-stop shop um, for this information, and these all these servers depend on their updates from the ICANN or from whatever server is above them. And so what the government is doing is going straight to the top and saying this this website is believed to be involved with uh, nefarious things. And then suddenly when you type in, um, you know, coolfreethings.com, it doesn't send you anywhere. Now, the really cool thing about this, uh, you know, I say cool and you say, no, it's bad. Well, the cool thing is people have taken this moment to innovate on the idea of the DNS because, like, as I describe it to you, you could probably figure out there's a bunch of holes in that kind of in the fact that the government can say like, hey, let's take down this website and um, you know, a lot of us would, would rather the uh, the government maybe keep its grubby hands off my fancy internet and uh, and you want it to be more open. So this has given birth to uh, the P2P Decentralized Open Domain System Project, which seeks to use um, a BitTorrent-like service to run the DNS system. So instead of large corporations and companies uh, passing around the DNS information. Uh, basically, um, users are given the option to, well, it hasn't quite been kicked off yet, but the idea is to develop software. That anybody would essentially be able to run a DNS server that would run aside from the um, the ICANN system, and, uh, and that way nobody can take away your internets. 
Yeah, one one big problem with the ICANN, and I didn't realize this. The ICANN, of course, is a is a American, um, an American uh, 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 group that that that's uh yeah. that's uh, uh you know, uh, you know, looking over all the domains and DNSs, but they control it internationally. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, the U.S. I, has has their fingers in the worldwide internet. It's just kind of like, you know, the internet was developed out of DARPA in the U.S. and mm-hmm. the centralized operations of the internet have never left the United States for the most part. Mm-hmm. So um, in the P2P, this P2P thing, uh, it, it's uh, it, it's interesting, and in, 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 in especially today, it just seems like more and more of the uh, freedom of the internet is being taken away. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and the other thing is, who's deciding uh, who gets taken down? Because one of the big one of the big uh, names that comes up in the news is, I think it's uh, torrentsearch.com. Um, and uh, all they did was a, a was a search engine uh, that 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 brought up torrents. You know, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't explicitly uh, something to bring up. You know, look for movies or copyrighted materials seemed. Uh, and seem, it seems like something that could be just as easily uh, given. Oh, and I think the owner of it's in Egypt, so I don't know what more they can do uh, to proceed <laughs> with uh, stopping them from just buying another domain or uh, or maybe even getting the IP number out there. You know, uh, so uh, it's I don't know. It's one of those things we we kind of saw this coming. You know, uh, you know the, the government seems to be you know trying to have uh, emergency switches and everything every day, um, and and then there's another angle on it. Yeah, I will say that the uh, the IC did go about this probably the best way. They weren't just uh, taking pot shot guesses at who was doing what wrong. Mm-hmm. They did because um, they're because it's the ICE dealing with um, uh, you know uh, the uh, what does that stand for? I can never remember that. I mean, they have such a cool acronym. You'd think it would stand for something better than ICE. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Uh, um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, because they're in customs enforcement, so basically they found websites uh, like your Alibaba.com or your DealExtreme.com, that kind of stuff, um, and they would purchase what they suspected to be knockoff goods, and they waited until they received them, verified they were a knockoff of U.S. brands, and that's when they decided to seize the domains. Hmm. Well, speaking of uh, something that started on Cyber Mo- or uh, wait, did it start Cyber Monday or Black Friday? Cy- Cyber Monday was the uh, the crackdown. Uh, of course, you know the big deals over the weekend. There were there were tons of them. My my mailbox was was flooded with uh, every Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Cyber Week. I, th- I think is a new new coin. They're trying to extend it, just like they're trying to stretch out Christmas uh, to October, uh, where, where the cyber <laughs> keeps growing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you guys uh, uh, come across any any good uh, good deals or stories or, or partake in anything uh, uh, over over the weekend? <clears throat> one, one interesting, I think one story uh, I heard, and um, I think this was like on the uh, daily, it was some daytime uh, something. But anyway, 80% of people uh, had planned to buy something online or will buy something online, as opposed to like 65% will definitely go to like a brick and mortar um, store. So it's just, it's just, and it's just interesting to see those, how the numbers are, are starting to flip for um, people are getting more and more comfortable with uh, e-commerce you know that growth is pretty much ahead of it and it's um, you know we feel like we're all over you know it's like we're well of course e-commerce is big but it's getting you know these these people that didn't trust the internets are 
starting to trust them and buy, I think over a billion dollars for the first time in sales. Uh, uh, just crazy. Uh, I don't have an e-commerce store, but yeah, we should, we should start. One. <laughs> we, uh, we sell t-shirts <laughs> online if that counts. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, and it didn't seem, uh, when we were out, you know, the mall seemed, you know, overly full, but it didn't seem packed by any time. We, we only went out here, uh, in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, uh, probably in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, in it, it's, that there's a lot more, it just seems like there's a lot more happening, uh, online. Um, and people are commenting Amazon has some tremendous deals. Uh, I, I saw a little bit of innovation this year with, uh, I think O'Reilly had, uh, had, uh, uh huge yeah. deals on their eBooks. Yep. Um, I, I think, uh, at Silem, I saw the other day said, uh, he said he's going to try to buy all the ones he needed by the end of the day. Um, yeah, other ebook, ebook deals like that. I think, uh, Audible had, had a pretty good, uh, sale. A lot of these digital sales going on. Um, I think I even saw like journey had, had a sale, uh, which is a, uh, you know, student software, you know, uh, Photoshop and all that. Um, so it, it's uh, it, it's interesting to see the creativity that finally comes out with some of these. Uh, some of the numbers I saw, uh, of course, uh, we we ventured out. Uh, you know, a, a wife of the show there, Missy, uh, say the wave. You're, we finally got her on camera, and gave her a microphone, you know, for her to chime in. Uh, she picked up her iPad this weekend. Uh, we went to. Uh, oh, let's, let's. I realize my cameras have been wrong this whole time. Um, yeah, I was kind of wondering. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm on the spot. Here. I have to get <laughs> go. Apparently. So, okay, this is something we'll learn as we go. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I should put the feed up behind me so I see what that's doing, too. Um, anyways, uh, we, we went out, we, we partook in the, the Verizon iPad, which we've been talking about for a while, um, which always seemed like a good deal because it's a nice $300 hotspot with no contract. That's the same price as a 3G. And uh, we ended up with... The hotspot for free in a contract, uh, but still, uh, we're, we're, it was a, it was a pretty pretty good deal. But but speaking of the iPad, there's a story out uh, that a, uh, a a group uh, analyst at Piper Jaffney monitored sales in seven hour period at a variety of Apple stores, and by their counts, uh, uh, the the iPads were selling at 8.8 .8 units per minute per store, or I'm sorry, per hour per store. Um, which was a pretty uh, brisk number. Um, so, uh, mm. and plus, uh, we were talking before that Oprah has uh, declared the iPad his her favorite thing. Have you seen this video? This this disturbing yeah. Yeah. video. Um, That's hilarious. I it's you know I I've commented before. Uh, it it scares me when I see people coveting the their iPhones. But this just turned it into a full out deity at this point. Um, right. It had angel wings and everybody was going insane. And of course, you know everybody in the crowd got one. But wow. <laughs> there was there was one guy um, who, who it looks like he was like like. Like praying or something, like doing this. Yeah, I saw like, that. He, uh, you saw that, right? Yeah, and like like half the audience broke out in tears. And it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's just like mob mentality. I mean, no, I don't think any human like if 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 there were only three people in the room, I don't think one guy would be praying. You know, it's, I think it's just what happens when you get a bunch of highly emotional people. Um, who really like Oprah Winfrey. Who are excited to be uh, on TV if they go crazy enough. And maybe they're even told if they go crazy enough, they'll get on TV at that point. Yeah, they, they want them to be crazy, but I don't know. 
<laughs> um, it makes for interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting meme going around because everybody's playing that video, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and of course, this goes along with apparently Oprah is on the iPad, so you can get your O magazine, Rob. <laughs> yeah, she's. All I'll have to. I'll have to go grab my O app. <laughs> so um which you know it, it's still it's still happening more and more of these publishers are uh trying to figure out what to do uh with, with these devices and kind of their next step um rupert murdoch uh is, is doing a lot of experimenting it seems and putting a lot of money into that yeah he um so uh it was pretty hard not to hear this news but uh it was actually revealed by uh i forget it was some like women's blog something or other that actually like dropped the bomb and then eventually some actual news outlets uh confirmed it Rupert murdoch is uh going to be dropping a ipad exclusive publication um probably sometime in december possibly in the first couple weeks of december uh that will be the price is looking at 99 cents a week so around like 425 a, a month something like that for ipad exclusive content uh, from News Corporation. He's hired a crack team of uh, 120-something journalists. Not 120, but 100 journalists who are 20-somethings. Um, and uh, the uh, the idea is it's going to be kind of a combination of uh, sort of like uh, Hype Beast and, uh, and the, the more trendy uh, news publications and um and a newspaper so it's trying to uh get in on the younger crowd which is i don't, I, I don't even know if you can say that the younger crowd has ipads because they're fairly expensive but um certainly the the hip 20 something crowd I, and I, I, uh, I, think, I think there's a gap there because you have your hip 20 something crowd and then you have their kids that they put the toddler games on for them yeah yeah, exactly. And uh, and it's also, uh, when I say iPad exclusive, I'm not kidding. The idea is that it will not be available uh, via a web browser, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure is, is the best idea. It definitely, it's definitely gets the exclusivity uh, going. Um, it, it's only going to be updated once a day, from what I understand, so it's going to be a very newspaper style. So it's not the latest, but it's, you know, if, if you like the way they do the news, you'll wait for it. Has there yep. been any word on if you can share, like, if you like a story, if you can, you know, share things? Is it going to be a platform that you can, um, that's sort of integrated with um, the web? Or is it, I know you can't access it via the web on anything, I guess, other than an iPad. But how how much of a closed, um, like a walled garden is it? Do you, Is there any word on that? I don't think anybody said anything about the actual platform yet. Mm-hmm. Basically, he said that he's doing this cool thing. And then Richard Branson said, oh, I'm doing that too. But besides that, we don't know anything. Is that the, the, the was a profile that came out today or project? Project. For Branson? I'm sorry? I think. What? Uh, is it that project magazine that just came out this week? Uh, yeah, for, uh, for Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't see them integrating too much for sharing because who are they going to share with, you know, uh, other than other because you, you, you share an article. Have, well, it, it's also certainly a situation right. because the only thing that's going to make this super, super successful on the iPad is basically, you know, person A says, oh, did you do, what is this thing called? Uh, the Daily. Hey, hey, that's creative. Um, 
they're going to say, hey, did you see X story on the daily? And they'll say, oh, no, I didn't see it. I don't even have a tablet. And be like, well, you should get a tablet so you can read the awesome news story and see all this cool stuff. Um, so that kind of thing where you're like sharing it with your friends who don't have it, like, or maybe even working on snippets or sort of like in the paywall sense of you get the first paragraph, but if you want more, you have to, uh, you have to get the app or a tablet. And then but the what, again, is like, and then how much are they going to push that, that you need the iPad, you know? I mean, uh, so, so do you even get to experience it without the iPad? And it doesn't sound like it from what I'm hearing. Um, it's an no, interesting concept. They've, they've stated pretty explicitly that if you do not have a tablet, you do not get the daily. It's not iPads. It's 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 tablets. To be clear. Yeah, they've said tablets. They haven't been um, okay. Like they haven't said anything about what in particular, but they they have shown it off. Uh, well, they haven't shown anything off, but they have like featured like basically you're going to get it on your ipad you're going to get it on your ipad i'm sure some android something something but we all care about the ipad 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 so interesting interesting um so uh yeah there you go um oh there's 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 another thing another thing that was put out by uh i don't know you'll find it if you search for uh, news plus something i'm pretty excited about um I, um, it's on my Twitter stream. We'll put it in the show notes or something. Um, but it is uh, developed by a, I think it's a Norwegian design company. They have come up with a concept for newspapers, which is really compelling, which is instead of saying, let's get one app that's good for everybody on the planet, which is kind of the daily approach. What they've done is they've developed a really good platform for sharing, viewing stories, stuff like that, kind of like Flipbook, how that's a really good platform. But what they'll, they'll be doing is they're going to individual newspapers and saying, hey, would you like to put out a News Plus edition of your newspaper? And then it's kind of a very a very nice updates every, you know, X amount of hours. It's also being updated throughout the day with the top stories, but it's very local to you. So for, for us Pittsburghers, it would be like getting the Pittsburgh Post on the iPad, except we don't depend on the bumbling abilities of the Pittsburgh Post to put it up. Um, <laughs> We only depend on them for content, but the interface itself is very well done. Interesting. So this oh. is this is kind of solved the location problem that uh, they've been trying to solve with newspapers. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Right now, they they uh, they uh, they released it this week, but like I said, the quote unquote release was the first couple of years, and those are all in uh, in uh, more in Dayland or something. I like that. Go ahead, Sam. So I was I like that. I'm I'm trying to see if I understand. So if this platform would, um, if I had this application, I could maybe subscribe to the Pittsburgh Gazette, or uh, if I'm in another city, I could get another. Or, or is it um, is is every time they do like the Pittsburgh Gazette, I have to download that as an app, or is it a is it um, how dynamic does it, it does it push out uh, depending on what city you're in, or how's that how's that work? The impression that I get is that this is to instead of uh, like the panicking and saying, "Oh God, we don't have any physical readers. We need to be on the iPad." Instead, they go to News Plus as kind of a service provider and say, "Hey, we'd like to put out an app." They right. feed News Plus content. Um, and then they, then an app goes up, uh, that would be your, like you click on the post that app on your iPad 
and that would load up your issue of the Post Gazette on your iPad. So you're not like it's that. not like you're downloading a new app um, every day or anything like that. It will be a, a news app just as much as what the Washington Post has an iPad app, but it's just that the interface and everything around it is controlled by News Plus, and the content is controlled by whatever newspaper you downloaded. Yeah, I really like that. At least the local paper here is really struggling. Um, it seems like they're laying off people, and um, if they could do some subscription-based thing where uh, people could, um, you know, get their paper digitally in a way that isn't ridiculous to get um, and not of poor design quality, I think that that could really be something of a shot in the arm uh, for for local papers like um, the Lexington Herald Leader and and uh, papers all over the nation because there's a lot of talented people. But their, you know, their medium is sort of, you know, hurting. So um, that's really exciting, I think. Yeah, certainly. And uh, and obviously, we've seen what what happens when um, smaller corporations try and take on the idea of developing for the iPad and creating a calling experience. And so, at this point, uh, it is uh, the design group is Bonnie Air. They're a Swedish company. Uh, if you want more info, you. Can Go to b o n n i e r dot com uh, slash e n slash n e w s p l u s uh, news plus. Um, but they are a, a privately held Swedish media group. But certainly mm. they're they're doing all the footwork. So they, like you said, I mean, there's plenty of great content out there. But sadly, there aren't a whole lot of great um, user interface developers out there. So uh, Bonnie Air does all the hard work for the visual experience and your talented writers get their stuff out. And then your little newspaper, I mean, I don't know what the overhead is going to be, but it's certainly not nearly what it would be if they had to develop on their own. So uh, more eyes on good content for uh, much cheaper. Excellent. Excellent. Um, another thing that's come up in the news uh, in the last couple of days, um, just trailing Comcast having a huge down downage in the East Coast, uh, I've been hearing about. Uh, but Comcast and Level 3 dispute over traffic. Netflix streaming costs may increase because of it. Uh, of course, that's over at HackingNetflix.com. Um, this is, uh, unfortunately, I missed the big explanation on uh, this weekend, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Tech News Today. Uh, but apparently, Level 3, uh, which helps deliver Netflix's deliver Netflix's streaming movies, uh, said Comcast had effectively erected a toll booth that threatens the open internet, and it indicated that it would seek government intervention. Um, Comcast has denied uh, this and says it's a simple commercial dispute. Uh, so uh, is this our, our fears of net neutrality realized, finally? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two opinions, Sam. What, what, what are you going with yours? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I sort of, I, I think it is a, a commercial dispute to me, but that's, um, hmm. I, I, you know, a lot of, I think the it would be a, a convenient um, flag to pick up if I were, I guess, in this argument um, about the net neutrality, but I, I don't know. I, I don't. Doesn't seem to qualify. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Rob? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like a, a petty argument, much, much like the same way that when Apple launched uh, Ping and initially Ping was supposed to have Facebook integration, but it was obvious that Ping was going to be using and abusing uh, the API license for um, access to Facebook. This is basically. Um, 
Comcast and Level 3 having a disagreement over who is going to flip the bill for what content. Um, it seems like, um, I mean, I can only imagine that there's a lot of letters and angry words passed back and forth before somebody actually pulled any plugs. Um, and it's really dumb that it came to this. It kind of shows, you know, a lack of maturity on both companies. And, um, but man, taking down the internet, that's, that's a rough call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, sick of you guys. I'm, I'm sorry. Was that Rob? I'm sick of you guys. Unplug them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. I, I, I saw the story about this and then right after is a, I also have just for, you know, fun to hear their side uh, Comcast cares is in my reader too. And right after the news story started breaking, they had, a, they had a response. Um, so, you know, give them to get their response out there on the internet quick. Um, so I don't know. It, this, this really seems like the kind of thing where we can start seeing throttling. You know, I'm a big user of, uh, of, of Netflix. I know, uh, since it's become on my iPhone, my, uh, the, the data I use every month has, has steadily increased, uh, on, on my iPhone. Um, so, it, and I, I use it all the time, you know, doing, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it and Netflix is always up on the side when I'm, you know, when I'm working or whatnot or, or lunch breaks and everything, it's a, uh, it's a pretty vital thing. And I think, uh, I, I think they're seeing that, that it's everywhere in every device and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of saying, Hey, you know, we want our cut of this or we, you know, we want, we want to, uh, you know, uh, make sure, you know, that you guys aren't getting this for free. Mm-hmm. And of course it is a competition to them. So, yep. So, um, let's see what else we got in here. Um, I can't actually move my tabs. <laughs> Are you using Chrome too? Actually, I am using I'm... Chrome. I'm full screen on a Mac upstairs, and I can't get any more tabs out. So, Rob, can you can you pull up the next story, please? Uh, <laughs> um, man, I don't even know. Um, oh well, there's a there's a story we don't actually have it in here, but we can mention it. So. Uh, the Kinect, the um, uh, motion device for the Xbox 360. So a lot of people have come out uh, looking for hacks and making some pretty impressive hacks for uh, making use of the hardware. Uh, and this is all being done because the USB interface on the on the Kinect was left wide open. Uh, there's nothing to block anyone from uh, from accessing it, hooking it up to a computer, and, uh, and messing around with it. And so all this stuff came out, um, even though there, uh, when, uh, who was it? through A-D-A-F-R-U-I-T, uh, put out a challenge. It said something like, uh, whoever can create a, um, a set of uh, APIs for the Kinect will give like $1,000 or whatever. Microsoft shoots back and says, if you anybody who does this will be um, in violation of the terms of service and legal action and yada, yada, yada. So then like a week goes by, people hack the heck out of this thing and come up with some really awesome stuff because the Kinect is turning out to be uh, quite a piece of hardware. And eventually Microsoft uh, made a statement. They, I don't know if it was a statement. I think it was actually two guys just like being interviewed on TV. And they basically said like, oh yeah, that whole hacking the Kinect thing. No, you guys go ahead. We meant to leave that open. That was fine. Yeah. They must have talked to marketing. Yeah, they talked to marketing, and marketing was like, if you pull on this, we we have a, a huge more 
And it's also, I mean, the Kinect oh, really is. If you take a look at all the hacks that are being done, like this is like Kinect and gaming, very cool. I personally don't have an Xbox 360, not planning on buying one or Kinect because I don't have a lot of time to, to play games. I really wish I did, but I don't. Um, but the other uses for the Kinect that are, are, are going to be pretty, uh, pretty um, kind of a big deal. So it's, it's fantastic to see that uh, a good piece of hardware without one purpose is being used for a thousand other purposes uh, with the potential to revolutionize all different kinds of uh, industries. And, uh, and Microsoft is letting it happen. So kudos to Microsoft for... Uh, one of those uh, uh, cool things they're doing, of course, is high technology. And uh, the first uh, really impressive video I get to see what they've done with it is uh, play Super Mario Brothers. There's a video right there on YouTube. Um, yeah. and you can actually see what the Kinect sees uh, from the regular camera and what fr from the uh, uh, infrareds and, uh, and how he's moving to, to move Mario. And there's a few, there's a few uh, uh, spots in here actually where they're playing Super Mario, Super Mario Bros. 2. Um, so, it, it, and of course, I'm sure as we go, we'll get some more in-depth applications other than this. Um, so some pretty cool stuff coming out of that. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I actually played um, uh, something. So what, what did the, what is the um, PlayStation, uh, the Wii clone or something like that? The Move? Yeah, the Move. I, have you played that? Have you messed with that? I haven't played the move. I I, I stopped at a Best Buy uh, last week, I think. Uh, played the Connect, and there was a poor Sony guy there uh, with his move, and nobody wanted right. to play it. Um, <laughs> so I yeah, and I and I hear it's not really uh, going off that great from uh, from people that have played with it. It, it really just looks like it, it's it's going to be like the Wii. Um, I really anticipate there. Yeah, I really anticipate though. Um, you know, both Sony and Nintendo's uh, reaction to the Connect. I mean, it may not come for a while, but Mm -hmm. um, I feel like this is a new. I really think that this is a, like a real big deal. Like with with uh, playing games without controllers, um, it opens it up to um, people who are confused by controllers. Um, a lot of um, older, but also in our generation, people who just don't you know play video games a lot, they intuitively get the connect, and I think that's a huge deal. And I, I feel like this is going to grow the video game market. Um, in, in ways that, that will be surprising, even though the video game market is huge, I think it's going to get um, even more huge. Huger. Huger. <laughs> Huger. Fantastic. Yeah, just like how uh, how touchscreens on uh, tablets have been a huge evolution. You know, like we've seen uh, the range from uh, three-year-old kids. Uh, a friend of mine actually has a, a kid who uh, just turned two a little while ago, and I get a kick out of passing her. Um, it's called Magic PN. I forget who makes it, but but she, I did. It's not like I could explain to her how to play the piano application, but she seems to have figured out pretty well. Um, and then there's the other stories about the, you know, the 90 year old woman, uh, woman, the one who's writing poems on her iPad, like being able to have tech, tech, uh, tactile feedback, um, just like using yeah. her fingers, using her hands, uh, to control something is a really huge deal. It opens up a whole lot of venues, like you said, to people who are often confused by these controllers, uh, maybe people who aren't down on the boards of life uh, to use computers. And I think uh, being able to use something like the Kinect to control your uh, your computer is probably right around the corner. I mean, I'm sure somebody's working on it, the ability to manipulate your desktop using the Kinect as we speak. Mm. 
Uh, just right. e- even before this, just look how many uh, uh, Nintendo Wiis ended up in old folks' homes. Um, so yep. there you go. Um, well, I, I think that's going to do it for this week, guys. Uh, we got we got the crew coming in for the next show, so uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up here. Uh, Sam, uh, for everything you're working on, uh, well, first, thanks for joining us and, and giving us your input on all the stories this week. Um, where can people <laughs> find out what you're uh, up to? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, the show is, um, I, I was checking it out before I was on and, uh, just, you got to do a great job and, uh, thanks for having me. Also, um, people can check me out at, um, storypixel.com, uh, juliecms.com, um, epicsmall.com and, uh, you know, Twitter, I'm storypixel. Uh, you know, give me, uh, say hello. Uh, get Pittsburgh for all those who are local Pittsburgh. I'm excited. Um, and, um, uh, thanks again. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. And Rob, what's, uh, what's, what are you up to this week that people can check out? I understand you're a journalist. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. That's the word. I'm a journalist. That's, that's what they say. Um, I'm, I'm a journalist and, uh, and a wielder of exacto knives. But, uh, yeah, if you want to, you know, read the things that I talk about, it's, uh, robjdlc.com and you can look at my Tumblr, my Flickr, my Facebook, my MySpace, my Zanga, my live journal, you know, whatever. <laughs> what, whatever. It's out there. Whatever. <laughs> eh, you know. Um, and of course you can check out everything, uh, going on with me over at sorgatron.com. I got a few posts up there, a uh, little rants, a little bit here and there. My, th- my 365 picture challenge has been going really well. I'm a whole like seven days into it, you know. Just uh, 358 to go, right? Um, so uh, go check that out. There's more information about that over there. And, of course, check out all the shows going on, sorgatronmedia.com. We just did a Chachi Says with him down in the south side. Uh, and we got all kinds of fun stuff uh, planned uh, in for, for Christmas. It's the holidays. So uh, we're going to start. I think I want to start decorating the studio here. Like, we'll get a little bit of tinsel back here and everything. You know, maybe I'll just put lights around the monitors. You know, it'll, it'll be great. It'll be great. You should get a reindeer. A reindeer, like one of those creepy yes. moving ones. No, yeah. like a real. Well, yeah. Just, <laughs> just something. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we already got a stuffed owl, so maybe I could just get him kind of. You know. You need to get the owl a Santa hat. I think that's the key. Oh, he's had a Santa hat before. I think. In the oh, past, really? Right. I mean, he's he, the, yeah. the 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 owl has been a part of many a podcast down here in the studio. Um, so, uh, you know, like a real reindeer. Yes, a real reindeer, a real reindeer. says Riz in the chat room. Um, <laughs> just grazing in the background. We're going to have to hire someone oh. to clean up after. Yeah, grazing in the background. We'll just plant grass right here in front of Rob. Well, yeah. A large Rob. dog or cat, a large dog or cat, you know, maybe a substitute, but we got yeah. to get creative with the, you know, the. Yeah. We have a medium sized dog. We can definitely put uh, antlers on that thing. So. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks again. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, everybody joining Thanks, us guys. in the chat room. Thanks, Missy, for helping us wrangle the chat room and the Twitters and everything. And uh, everybody, you know, head over to awesomecast.com. Follow us at awesomecast on the Twitters. Um, hit us up at uh, contact at awesomecast.com and all that stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay awesome.